The NFL trade deadline is less than a week away, and Chicago Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson says contract negotiation conversations are still ongoing with the team right as he's playing some of the best football of his career. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Oren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On the show today, we look at the decision in front of the Chicago Bears. Do you sign Jalen Johnson? To a contract extension? Do you let him play out the rest of this season and then decide in the offseason? Or do you trade him at the deadline and try and get some value for him now before he has the chance to hit free agency in March and sign somewhere else for, well, only whatever a, co- a compensatory pick might get you from him departing in free agency? But you're going to sign a bunch of free agents anyway, so you're probably not going to get much for a compensatory pick in that regard. We'll look at some of the positives, the reasons why, yes. Sign him now. He's playing really well and just how well he's playing. It's really remarkable and how well he's grown over the course of his years. We'll look at the no side of the equation. Why why not pay him? Why it's not worth the money for the Chicago Bears? And we'll also look at the cornerback market and kind of see where the Bears might be versus where Jalen Johnson might be and, and how, kind of how these two sides are negotiating going into this conversation. I want to really see sort of the 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 positives and the negatives here, right? I can I can hear and understand the arguments in both directions of, yes, pay Jalen Johnson, and no, don't pay Jalen Johnson. Let's start with the yes, though. Why the Chicago Bears should give Jalen Johnson a big contract extension. Right now, Jalen Johnson's playing some of the best football of his life, certainly of his NFL career. You know, just coming back from the, what was it, I think a hamstring injury that had kept him out of the last couple of games, he came back and played with a, with a fury against the Las Vegas Raiders. Two interceptions, one of which was a pick six, tripling his career interception total from one to now three on those plays, and really continuing what was already strong coverage to start this season. It, it's been, I think, a steady escalation and improvement over the course of his Chicago Bears career. He's always gotten at least incrementally better in coverage. And of course, in the running game, just overall, as a cornerback on this defense. But like specifically this season, he is second in the NFL among cornerbacks in passer rating allowed. He's allowed a passer rating of just 22.2 when covered, largely boosted by the two interceptions against Las Vegas Raiders, but you know, targeted 23 times, only allowed 10 catches. Only uh, Joey Porter Jr. of the Steelers has a lower passer rating when targeted this season. Otherwise, it's Jalen Johnson. And yeah, he's missed two games. So sure, he might not have as many total coverage snaps as everybody else, but that doesn't 
actually calculate into your passer rating. It just means two fewer games to have been targeted and to have given up catches and all that. But like legitimately number one or, or number two in the NFL in that passer rating stat, which, you know, reflection of targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, interceptions, right? He has been really, really solid. That doesn't mean he's playing like the best cornerback in the NFL. There's more to cornerback than just what the passer rating is that you're giving up. But clearly he's playing at a very high level and at the level of someone who deserves to be paid. Uh, you know, we'll get into some of the arguments as to as to why not. And, and I think the question with Jalen Johnson has never been, does he deserve to be paid? No, it's how much. And, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But clearly this is a guy who was homegrown, foundational building block talent, someone who is who has gotten better over the last four years and has grown into you know a true number one cornerback in the NFL. And when you have homegrown talent, you want to reward that, not only because it's valuable to have a good young player locked up on a long-term contract extension, but it also shows all the other guys on your roster right now and all the future players on your roster that, hey, we take care of our own. If you come here and you play well and you work hard for four seasons, we're not just going to discard you when your cheap contract is up and let you go get overpaid by somebody else and keep trying to churn through players and treat them more like business commodities than human beings and family members on this team. No, these are guys that are going to be rewarded financially when they earn it the way Jalen Johnson has up to this point. You know, you're seeing them now get the turnovers on top of what's already been good coverage. He's always been a fairly solid tackler, but has yet to miss a tackle in the passing game this season. Like he is, he's really good. And I think for Jalen too, it's like specifically he's gotten better in areas that I don't even know if you want to say they were weaknesses early on, but we knew coming out of college out of was it Utah or Utah State, Utah State, regardless, coming out of college for Jalen Johnson, we knew he was a it's regular Utah. Apologize to all the Utes fans out there. For when Jalen Johnson came out of college out of Utah, you know, we knew physical press man-to-man corner. And we had questions about, okay, just how good is he in zone coverage? You know, the instincts when he's off the ball coming out of college weren't as refined. He could get lost sometimes or just not as sharp, not as quick to react in zone as it was when it's just, when he's press man and he's just following you up the field in your hip pocket, like he can stay with anybody up and down the field. We knew that, but it was how would the zone progress? And that's where I think we've seen a lot of really good growth from Jalen Johnson. Both of his interceptions in this game were, were in zone coverage. Sometimes zone coverage operates like man, and that's where he's he's had some real success here. But like he still maintained really good physical shutdown press coverage in man, but also adding some of those zone instincts. Like That's the kind of growth you want to see from a young player that you're then willing to reward with a big contract. And you know, when you get a young player at the top of his game, at the end of his rookie contract, he's going to want to be paid like one of the best players at his position. But fortunately, right now, he's playing like one of the best players at his position. And he's shown flashes of that over the course of his career, and he's played on some pretty bad defenses along the way. That's the other thing here. He's playing really, really well with no pass rush in front of him and a bunch of injured players at safety and corner. This is not a great situation for Jalen Johnson to be thriving in, and yet he's still finding a way to have that individual success. And as a result, now we're seeing better team defensive success as they've gone through the process. So it's easy to talk yourself into paying Jalen Johnson and keeping him in Chicago for the long term. It's harder to talk myself into paying him top cornerback money and like how much do you pay Jalen Johnson? I want Jalen Johnson around. I think everybody would like Jalen Johnson around. No one's saying, oh, he's a bum. Get him out of here. It's, I want him around, but at what cost? And we'll kind of look at some of the reasons why maybe 
you might want or you might be able to justify that cost being down. Maybe he's not worth as much as some of the other top cornerbacks. And we'll get into what those specific numbers look like later on as well. Next on Locked On Bears. The Locked On Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Whether you're looking for your number one cornerback or a potential replacement number one cornerback out there or whatever the equivalent is at your workplace, LinkedIn is going to give you access to all of the best candidates. And then they've got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on Bears podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the better way to do daily fantasy sports. Because unlike other daily fantasy, Prize Picks puts you in complete control of your ability to win and lose. Instead of Relying on your lineup to have to beat out a thousand other people's lineups and just happen to have the one in 1,000 that gets first place to get the money. Price picks is just you versus the house. Price picks sets the projections and you decide whether those players will perform above or below what price picks has set for them. So, for example, this week against the Chargers, DJ Moore's prize picks projection is 56 and a half receiving yards. You pick him, you pick a total of two to six players, and you nail your prize picks projections correctly, and you're gonna get you're gonna get up to 25 times your money. Try it out for yourself. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's an extra hundred dollars to play with at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL promo code. Locked on NFL. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Jalen Johnson is a very good cornerback, a cornerback that has some very good value for the Chicago Bears defense. But the question is like, is he worth $20, $21 million a year? You know, Roquan Smith money? Is he in that tier of the highest paid cornerback. We'll get into sort of the, the, the exact numbers of the market value stuff in a little bit here, but there's a few things that stand out about Jalen Johnson as to why maybe, you know, he's not as valuable as a, you know, Jari Alexander or a Jalen Ramsey or even a Trayvon Diggs compared to, you know, maybe that other tier of cornerbacks where you might feel more comfortable or any team would feel more comfortable getting a discount on, on a good player on your roster. Again, these aren't like slights on him as a player per se, but it's slights on him as a, as a contract as an asset, as part of your equation of fitting $20 million under the salary cap. I think, first of all, prior to this last game against the Raiders, turnovers were few and far between. You know, he had had one career interception up to this point, and I, I don't feel like one really good game against the Raiders doesn't all of a sudden make him a significantly better cornerback than he was before that. Like, he had one interception back in 2021. He had... Uh, about one forced fumble a season, one in 21, one in 22, one in 23. So three career forced fumbles. And, and now he's up to three career interceptions. But before that, it was one interception in three seasons and two forced fumbles in three seasons. 
He was not playing like the quote-unquote playmaker that typically gets paid at cornerback. You know, it's still good coverage, and that's valuable, right? We're not saying there's not value here, but when we start to try and distinguish between the highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL and the second tier, or maybe the third tier, it depends on where you want to split up the line, but like, you know, the the one, the, the number one cornerback, but 1B, 1C in the rankings, like 1A, one-of-one type cornerbacks make big plays, you know, generate turnovers and other big plays for their team. You know, Jari Alexander had five interceptions last season and had, had at least one interception in every season of his career leading up to that point. Like these are guys who certainly we understand there's variation in, in turnovers and not everybody gets a bunch every single season, but there's a certain level of consistency with some higher peaks there. Jalen Ramsey, four interceptions last year, four interceptions the year before that. He's had multiple seasons with almost every season of his career. He's had multiple interceptions. Like again, it's not just the interceptions. That's not the only reason you pay these guys, but it's like they're really good in coverage and they generate big plays on your defense. Like being a playmaker is what makes you a $20 million cornerback instead of a you know, $15 million cornerback, right? Like a $15 million cornerback is still really valuable and important player to have on your defense. But that's the kind of conversation as we'll get into in a little bit that I think Ryan Poles and Jalen Johnson have been having up to this point where it's like Jalen says, hey, I'm, I'm 25. I'm playing really well. I'm a young cornerback. I deserve to be paid like one of the top young cornerbacks on my position because, you know, that's how it works, right? When you're ready for your contract, you kind of go to the top and then the next guy goes to the top above you and then above him and above him. And before you know it, a, a couple years in your contract, you're no longer at the top because everybody else that got paid went above you and it pushes you down, you know, five, six, seven, eight. And then that's sort of where your value is. Like, you know, you're, you're never going to be the top cornerback for too long when you sign a big contract extension. So that's where Jalen Johnson can come from. Whereas Ryan Poles can say, well, no, you don't have the same turnovers that those guys have. Now, maybe the Raiders game is the start of that. Maybe as the season goes on, he gets even more and you start to feel like, okay, he's added that true playmaking ability. Now he's not just locked in on locking a guy down, but he's also better at finding the ball in the air and attacking the, the ball and attacking the routes instead of just attacking the receiver. You know, maybe, maybe this can be the sign of him turning a corner. But for now, like, I do still want to see more of it. And I think the bigger concern for me, like I can live without the turnovers, but it's the injury history. Jalen Johnson has not played a full 17-game season in his career. And sure, very few players nowadays, it seems like everybody misses at least a game. But I think for Jalen, it's been it's been the multiple games missed in season, the handful of games. His rookie year, he missed the last four games with a shoulder injury. His second year, he was on the COVID list and missed two games, so that's not quite an injury. I'll, we can count that as a healthy season if you really want to. But then 2022, last year, Missed two games early on with a quad injury. Then he was on the injury report with an oblique injury for a little while. Then he suffered a he was listed as ribs and finger injury against the Eagles and then ended the season on injured reserve. And then already this season, he's missed two games with that hamstring injury. And you can't help but wonder, will there be another injury at some point this season where he misses a couple games? Right? It's not like they've been the big devastating injuries, like you know a, an ACL or Achilles or something that you're worried about, like, taking away his speed or his physical tools per se, but it, it becomes this history of like, so, I don't know if they're even all call them soft tissue injuries, but you know, these minor injuries across the body where you have questions about his durability and his ability to stay healthy for a full season, which like is less of a big deal for a guy that you're paying $10 million, but it's a bigger deal when you're committing $20 million of resources a year on this guy, but maybe you're only getting him for 75% of the games, but you're paying hundred percent of the salary. You know, that that's where it becomes a trickier at a higher salary number. Like, again, if, if it was one game a year, okay, sure. 
that's fine. If he's playing, if he's playing at least 15 games every season, I can live with a game or two here and there. But the fact that we've had multiple seasons of a handful of games and then already started that trend early in this season, like he'd have to stay healthy for the rest of the year to not, you know, continue that full trend for him. It makes it just that much tougher to pay that much more for him. It doesn't mean he's not a good player or a player you don't want around or a player that's not valuable to you. But can you can you can you sink twenty million dollars into a guy when you're maybe going to miss three, four, five, six games in any given season from him and have to have a high quality backup behind him that you can trust instead of just saying, no, we're paying Jalen 20. That position is locked down all season. Well, it's locked down when he's out there, but how often is he going to be out there? And will this trend keep continuing every season or get worse? I mean, we've seen guys start to have nagging stuff that then starts to recur and come back and then it requires surgery and then they're out longer, right? Like that's where, you know, I'm not a doctor and there's no, there's no science to predict his future injury history, or I guess it won't be history then, but his future injury durability, but it's something that comes up in these negotiations, right? It's the, it's the durability. It's the turnovers. Like, can we, can we rely on you as much as a $20 million guy? That's, it's not Jalen's fault either. It's just something that Ryan Poles, when he's building this team has to consider, especially when you got, you know, a young guy in Tyreek Stevenson, a, a promising young guy behind him in Terrell Smith as well. Like and Kyler Gordon's very young. Like you've got young cornerbacks here. It's not like you're desperate to have to hold on to Jalen Johnson. You want to, but if the Bears traded Jalen Johnson to the deadline, they'd be all right. You can get more cornerbacks. They've got young guys they like. They can draft more. They can sign more. Like They're not desperate to keep Jalen Johnson, but it seems like a good idea to keep Jalen Johnson if the price is right. And not to be Bob Barker here, but we'll, we'll take a closer look at what those numbers might look like on the cornerback market right now and where Jalen Johnson might fit into that conversation versus where Ryan Poles might fit him in that conversation next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at Game Time, the smartest and easiest way to get tickets for all of your favorite live events, not just sports, but concerts, theater shows, um, magic shows. I mean, you name it, they've got it. And not just football as well, all of your Bulls games. I see you can get Bulls tickets for as low as, I'm pulling up the app right now against the Thunder. They got really good seats for $86 in the lower bowl or certainly way up there. You can get really cheap tickets for like $29. Blackhawk tickets. Of course, you can get all your Chicago Bears games taken care of, although they're, they're on the road a little bit here for the foreseeable future. The next Bears game looks like Thursday night against the Panthers. You can get tickets for as cheap as $132. I see $101, $97. There's some really good deals on Panthers tickets as well on the Game Time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use your promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, make an account in the Game Time app, redeem our promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Chicago Bears certainly want the lowest price for Jalen Johnson, but understandably, Jalen Johnson wants the highest price for Jalen Johnson, and so it becomes that negotiation game to try and meet in the middle. Jalen Johnson absolutely should seek as much money as the Bears or any team are willing to give him. It's certainly within his right, and he should get paid as much as he can. Go get that money. I will never fault a player for going after the money, especially in the NFL, where careers are short and can be ended by injury at any moment, and teams will cut you and move on from you in a business move whenever it's most convenient for them. 
But the cornerback market right now is kind of bifurcated in there's like this top tier of like 1A highest paid cornerbacks. And then there's a gap. And then there's like the next 1B number one cornerbacks. And that feels like where this divide might be between Ryan Poles in negotiations and Jalen Johnson in negotiations. And if they do reach a deal, it'll be curious to see where on this spectrum they ultimately fall. Shout out to our friends at overthecap.com. That's always where I go to for my cornerback, well, for any of my salary cap information here. At the very top of the cornerback market right now, in terms of highest paid players on per year average, guaranteed money also is an important part of this conversation, but like Jari Alexander's number one at $21 million a year. Denzel Ward and Jalen Ramsey are two and three at $20 million a year. Marlon Humphreys at 19 and a half. Trayvon Diggs is at 19 and a half. Marshawn Lattimore is at 19 and a half. Those guys are the top tier, top six highest paid cornerbacks in that like number one guy conversation. Now you could sit here and go, okay, one-on-one, who do you think is better? Alexander or Johnson? Who do you think is better? Ramsey or Johnson? Who do you think is better? Diggs or Johnson? That's not necessarily the point here. I think the Bears look at it and say, okay, maybe we don't see Jalen Johnson up in that range, but you look a little bit farther down the list. You know, you've got a, there's like a couple of guys in a weird middle class year. Xavier Howard's at $18 million a year. Tredavious White's at 17.25. JC Jackson's at 16 and a half, although that's a contract that no one really wants right now. And then Carlton Davis of the Buccaneers kind of starts that next tier at just under 15 million. Darius Slay at 14. Traverius uh, Ward of the 49ers at 13 and a half. Jamil Dean at 13. Dory Jackson at 13. So you got these guys that are in the 19, 20, 21 million dollar range at the top. And then you got these guys in the like 17, 16, 15 million dollar range at the top of like the second tier. And there's not a lot in between. And so I imagine Jalen Johnson and his agent are go to Ryan Poles and say, hey, look at like Jerry, Jari Alexander just got his deal for $21 million a year. Uh, Trevon Diggs just got his deal at $19.5 million a year. I think one of the other one was pretty recent too. I don't remember if it was Humphrey or Xavier Howard just got his at 18. And he says, hey, those guys are all getting $21, $20, 19000000 million a year. That's where we should be. And I think Ryan Poles is looking at it and saying, well, Carlton Davis of the Buccaneers just got $14.833 million a year on a, on a, what I think that makes it a four or a three year, $44.5 million contract. And Carlton Davis's numbers career wise, in terms of like, again, like turnovers and general, like being good in coverage, but not being a, a big time, like plus player beyond that. Like he had, he had some, he had like one year with four interceptions, but the rest of the seasons, it's been kind of one interception a year. He's had injury issues every season as well. He's never played more than 14 games in a season. Like, I think that's what the Bears look at and say, Carlton Davis has injuries and not as not a lot of turnovers, kind of like you, and he just got a shade under $15 million a year. So that's the number, I'm again, hypothetically speaking, as Ryan Poles, that's the number we are more comfortable with. Like, let's start around this 15 number that Carlton Davis got. Maybe we can move up a little bit from there, but 15 is kind of the number that we're, we're good at. And Jalen Johnson says, no, I'm more at the $20 million number. You know, that's what the Ramseys, the Humphreys, the Diggs, like I'm better than Marshawn Lattimore. I'm better than Marlon Humphrey. Like I sh- I'm better than Denzel Ward. I should get paid like, like those guys at 19 and a half, 20 million. And Ryan Poles is like, no, you're more in the Carlton Davis, JC Jackson, 15, 16 million. And so you're, you know, three to $5 million apart then in that conversation. Again, this is not like, I'm not reporting this as fact, but you can just sort of like see how this, how this takes shape when the teams are far apart. Like this is what I imagine the conversation is like. And it's like, okay. How can we start to meet in the middle here? 
Can you increase the guarantees, but lower the average annual value or vice versa? Maybe you say, okay, we'll make it 18 million, $18 million a year, but we're going to lower the guarantees then. And then, well, okay, hold on. I don't want to lower the guarantees that much. You know, can you put like an injury guarantee in there or something? You know, that's where you start to get messy in these contract negotiations. You know, is it three years? Is it four years? Is it five years? Are there void years? How do you do the cap on that? How much can Ryan Poles front load it so they're not stuck with the contract down the line if they want some flexibility to get out of it? Like, that's what makes this so difficult. And where someone like Jalen Johnson might say, well, screw it. If you're not going to come up to my number, I'm just going to go have a really good year this season. And then I'm going to go into free agency and someone else is going to see my interceptions and my pick six and my great coverage. And they're going to be willing to pay me $20 million, even if you aren't. You know, that's where this negotiation hardball types to be ends up. The negotiation hardball ends up being, and then it's a question of, okay, then should we trade him? You know, if a team like Philadelphia or whoever comes around or the 49ers or who, I mean, I don't know who would go after him, but a contender says, boy, it would be nice to have that young cornerback. Let's go get him and pay him. And the bears can say, well, Hey, we're not ready to compete for the super bowl right away next year. Anyway, we're going to probably fire the head coach, probably bring in a new quarterback, maybe even bring in a new GM, but we'll, we'll see about that. Like the bears are still years away from building things up here to like big time contention. And so is it worth paying Jalen Johnson now and paying him $20 million next year to probably not go super far as far as being a playoff team. And then have to, you know, then you're in year two of that contract before you start doing some contending with it, or do you trade him, maybe get a decent draft pick for him and start rebuilding there and trust the other young cornerbacks that you drafted. Cause Ryan Poles didn't draft Jalen Johnson. You know, these are Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith are all Ryan Poles cornerbacks. Jalen Johnson was inherited, which doesn't mean he won't pay him, but it's just, you know, it's a question of that. I mean, they paid Cole Komet who he didn't inherit, but hasn't paid Darnell Mooney yet. So it's, you know, it's just part of the, part of the ongoing dynamics here. And anybody's guess is as good as, as mine in terms of what Ryan Poles will do here. But the fact that Jalen Johnson says, Hey, we're, we're talking about it a little bit and the trade deadline's coming up. So that's kind of the, it's kind of the feeling here, either make a deal or trade him at the deadline, or, you know, you're going to let him hit free agency. Cause again, if they let him go to free agency and he signs with another team, the bears would be do a compensatory pick, but the Bears are going to sign so many free agents with the salary cap space that they have that they're not going to ever earn that compensatory pick from Jalen Johnson signing elsewhere. So there's not really any value to letting him walk in free agency. You either trade him now or you sign him to a long-term contract. But anything besides that would not be maximizing his value. And so I think either option is honestly on the table at this point. I think the Bears would consider trading him for the right price here. It's, again, this season's kind of a lost one anyway, but... I do think rewarding homegrown talent is valuable and important, especially if you can meet somewhere in the middle due to your durability concerns and the turnover stuff. I'd love to hear what you think the Bears should do with Jalen Johnson. Do you want to see them give him a contract extension? If so, for how much? Do you want to see him traded? What would you trade him for? What would a team have to offer you to trade Jalen Johnson? Let me know in the comments here in the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. If you're a member of the Lockdown Bears Insiders group on subtext, you can text me how you feel about the Jalen Johnson situation. I would love to hear from you. However you do it, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up this week, I haven't finalized it yet, so I'm not going to reveal the name, but I'm working on an interview for somebody to, to talk about Tyson Bajan, someone who's done a lot of work on Bajan coming out of college, was one of the guys who was one of the first ones to say, hey, this kid's going to be good in the NFL. And 
don't think he's gotten enough credit for being well in front of the Bajent hype train before he even signed with the Bears as an undrafted free agent. So I don't have that locked in yet as far as a time and a day to tell you what day that is. It's either going to be Wednesday or Friday, but I'm not sure yet. We'll have crossover Thursday with David from Lockdown Chargers as well. And we'll have make we'll make sure that you're ready for Sunday night. So hit that subscribe button. Keep coming back every day, making Lockdown Bears your first listen each and every day. And in exchange, I'm always going to make sure that you have an opportunity to bear down.